It's easy to get caught up in what you're doing, buried in projects, tasks, commitments. It's overwhelming. Remember that productivity isn't the goal, but an imperfect means of measurement. Give yourself the space to simply be mostly productive and supercharge your success. I'm Matt Anderson, and let's explore this idea a bit more. Well, hello. One of the first things I used to think of when I heard the word productivity is the task list. Some people really like the sense of accomplishment that comes with crossing off a task. Others are more checkmark folks. And to be honest, I absolutely appreciate the sense of accomplishment that comes with it. But there's something different or something deeper in the way I look at the task list at this point. Because what I didn't realize years ago is that there's a huge difference in what is considered to be the right stuff to put on a task list. And I find that this perspective can have a huge influence on my productivity. And and I find that this difference can have a huge influence on whether task lists are effective for folks. And for me personally, my even my own perspective can change over time and the way I look at it has an influence on my overall productivity. And while I'm not perfect at this, I try to revisit the concept and it's often helpful in getting me back on track. So, What makes an effective task list? For me, there are a few categories that this falls into. The first one is that putting something on the list means you're going to get it done, period. I can't confuse a task list with an agenda of things that will happen on the day. I can't confuse a task list with a list of every task that I can think of. I can't confuse a task list with my overall goals. Frankly, the task list has to be, these are things that are going to get completed, that are going to get marked off. And the second thing that makes an effective task list is that with each of those things that actually lands on there is including a time estimate to make sure that it doesn't get too big for the day that I'm going to tackle it. It's a good way also to help practice time estimation skills. The awareness of task times is helpful when planning larger projects. So using a daily task list can be helpful in getting that repetition um, and, and useful for when you need to apply that skill later on to larger projects, either directly because it's something that you've done again and again and you've internalized how long it takes or indirectly because you've done something like it or that has a sense of the same scope or scale. The third thing in making an effective task list that the task list itself isn't about planning. Now it's planning adjacent for sure because the sheer act of putting something onto a task list is a form of of planning. But what I mean is that you could 
sends, uh, you can spend some time planning an overall set of tasks. These become a backlog of tasks that could be done. And what I try to focus in on in this idea of an effective task list is the list of things that you'll actually do. And this language of having the backlog or that, that collection of all of the tasks that could exist versus tasks that are actually making it onto this effective task list. These are the things that you'll actually do in this period of time, for me, typically daily. It's a list of things to do, but it's not necessarily a plan unto itself. Even the items that make it into that task list for the day, they aren't put together or structured as a formal plan. They are discrete items that are on there. Maybe I could categorize them. Sometimes I'll put them together, but it's not a planning tool unto itself. To me, the task list is an input to a plan for the day. Some tasks may be prioritized early or put at a specific time set physically on my calendar, while others may fill in around other plans that I have in the day. But the task list itself is that collection of things that are going to get done. The fourth aspect of an effective task list is that the list itself, the medium that you use for it, has to be something you remember to interact with, something you'll regularly use. And this is where apps can be a challenge because the the app that probably lives on a phone or on your computer can be a challenge. It can be a distraction to getting those things out reviewing the list and focusing in on what you need to do because there are other notifications or apps that are looking for care and attention that can distract from using the task list. And ideally, being able to have some consistency in where they are, having them live in one place. And for me, I use a written list for as much as I use technology for planning process and long-term planning for an effective task list, I do use a written list. And this used to be more, I'd, I'd use like hotel pad size pieces of paper to put these down. But at this point, I'm using freeform pages in my monthly journal. I tried using the bullet journal method of tracking tasks, but what I found is that going back to that number one item that I brought up, it what I, I, I was putting too many things into this list that weren't just going to get done in that day. And the backlog to me is much more powerful to have that separated from the actual task list. So with that in mind, I do use some bullet journaling type of concepts in what I do, but I don't formally track my task list using that bullet journaling method. I've tried many, many apps over the years and few have worked really well for me, but the top one that I have had the most success with is the to-do app which does have a pretty good concept of being able to filter my day 
specifically and really supporting this idea that the things that get brought into my day from all of the underlying potential tasks that could be out there, that backlog, it will frame up specifically what has been prioritized into my day. So from a from an approach perspective, the to-do app works really well for that. But the challenge I had there is, again, back to the distractibility factor in pulling up my phone or the computer or whatever to look at that app. The written list has been superior for me in this way. And the last item around making an effective task list is don't overload it. This kind of goes back to the very first item that I brought up, but as new items pop up during the day, they go into a backlog. They don't have to go onto the task list. So if something comes up in a conversation or in a meeting, I can note that action or commitment if there's a key time frame that's associated with it, but it doesn't automatically go onto the to-do list. And building that habit, building that structure of the to-do list versus the backlog of all the things that could be done becomes important in being able to focus on getting the actual important things done. In another episode, I'll cover the aspects of managing the backlog and bringing the important things up to the forefront, making sure things uh, those things don't slip through the cracks. But to me, the task list is the more foundational item because there's an opportunity every day to be able to get that right and to be able to feel good about picking those things and actually getting them done. And contrasting that with the building of a backlog, far too often that can end up feeling overwhelming just because of how much is out there and thinking through how to prioritize. There's a lot more work and a lot more variability in working with a backlog. And something that I think of is that you can be effective with your task list, even if your the way you store and manage your backlog isn't perfect or you know changes over time or goes through an overall overhaul several times that backlog can be a little bit more flexible depending on your approach whereas the task list is truly where the rubber meets the road improving abilities around being effective with a task list can have a very tangible impact in a positive way on how I feel through the day, how I feel looking back at a week, and whether a task list looks big or small, there's always an opportunity to be able to take another crack at it the next day. And something that I think about is making sure I don't overload that with too many things because there's only going to be so much time in the day and I want that that effective task list to be the place where things go if I'm going to get them done. Though I will say this can be a bit deceiving depending on how I'm categorizing some different tasks. Sometimes I'll even break the same tasks down into subtasks, if you will, uh, depending on how 
how many things I'm trying to do in the day or how many competing priorities I have, like other actual scheduled events for the day. As an example here, I might put on my journal, uh, I, I might put on my task list 15 minutes for journaling. Uh, it's the minimum time, 15 minutes and the activity. For my, uh, in that same list, I might say 30 minutes for laundry. That's the total active time that I have, but that laundry is really a multi-step task. Uh, so there might be a different day where I've got a, a lot more things going on. I'm going to have to run off and do some errands and I'm going to come back. And I might even break down five minutes for laundry, put in the washer, five minutes laundry, put in the dryer, 20 minutes for laundry, put it away just because I need that that level of thinking of it and I need to have the task be a little bit more bite-sized to be able to have it fit into the day. I've talked about similar concepts in other episodes. This is that idea of when I'm walking by the sink, just doing one dish or that idea of an embarrassingly achievable goal. And sometimes I'll put that I'll put that same concept into play in a task list, even though the the task list itself is not the goal. It's just a list of things that I've prioritized that I'm going to get done. And with that, I can cross off my task of recording this episode's core content. I appreciate you giving me just a few minutes of time to be able to share what works for me in making an effective task list. I hope you're able to take something that you heard here and put it to use in your own life. Because it's certainly not my expectation that everybody do it my way. But unless we can hear what works for different people broken down at this level, it's tough to figure out what it is that we might try next or what might work for ourselves. So as always, if you have any questions, feel free to get in touch with me through mostlyproductive.com. Thanks and have a great day.